I live in Israel. This season is dedicated to the memory of the 1,400 of my countrymen who were massacred on October 7th, and the 240 people that were kidnapped and are being held hostage by the terrorist organization Hamas. Hopefully they will be returned to their families as soon as possible, and hopefully this terrible war will be able to come to a peaceful end very soon. Welcome to Minute 27 of Season 6 of Move Our Minute, the daily podcast where we take a Capra-esque journey through the 1946 classic, It's a Wonderful Life, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Lisa Leahy of the, hey, Rabbit, of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. See, I get that right, I didn't, I didn't even have to look that one up that time. No, no right. you got it. Got it right. Got Old right. hat for you now. <laughs> well, until until tomorrow, we'll have to wait and see if I if I remember eh. that or not. But uh, I should you know. keep track. How many you get right out of the five? Well, you know, I, I have a cheat sheet, so it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rigged game. Yes, always is, always is. So <laughs> it's, it's the power of being host. That's right. So minute twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. begins with George making his plan known and ends with George and Mary harmonizing. Mm-hmm. So yesterday we ended things with, uh, you know, there, there was a little awkward moment when George uh, uh, steps on, on the uh, robe belt and then, uh, you know, they, they, they pretend that they're in medieval uh, England. And then after that, uh, George, uh, uh, digresses back to uh, being a little child who wants to throw rocks, mm-hmm. and so he's yep, getting back ready. to the destruction. That's right. And you know he he ended things yesterday by by picking up a rock and getting ready to wind up, and he goes right in the second floor there. See, and then he throws the rock, and we hear a shatter of glass. Mm-hmm. And if you look carefully, you can see it too. That's right. That's it's a right. nice shot. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice shot. Uh, they 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 did that one really well. Uh, you know, nowadays they would probably just use CGI for that. And that would be it. You know. Of course they would. Why would they actually make anything authentic? Well, because <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> nah, nobody needs authenticity anymore. Come on. That's true. That's right. And it's just really, really strange because we have this this neighbor who happens to be behind them that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that we actually now focus on him. And we, we see that he's starting to get interested in what's going on, you know, after he hears the shattering of the glass. Now, he doesn't say, what are you kids doing on there uh, breaking glass or anything like that? Like he that he doesn't mind because <laughs> no. you'd think well, that- it makes me wonder. He probably heard them. And was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I mean, maybe he recognized George Bailey's voice and knew like, okay, these aren't troublemaking kids or something. But, right. you know, it's not until he hears the destruction that he's like, hang on, what are they doing over there? But And, and no, but he, he doesn't up. even look like he's upset that they're that's what they're doing. He looks more from the perspective that he's interested in seeing what they're doing. Yeah. You know, that, as long as it's not his property. That's right. That's right. And I love how he, he has the typical, you know, it's a typical uh, shot of... You know, a typical townsperson 
you know, sitting there smoking a pipe, uh, reading yep. the paper. In his T-shirt. In his the T-shirt. Paper. Yep. Sitting out on his porch. I love it. You know, exactly. Why not, right? <laughs> it's cozy. You know, it's cozy being out on your porch in the night air, nice and quiet. Until, you know, until the, those meddling kids breaking windows across the street. That's right. Until <laughs> until the, the, the glass starts shattering. And, uh, yep. You know, and then the, you know, the, the idea that everything's okay is shattered also. <laughs> right. Yes. Hey, at least we know he's not going to be him. You know, he doesn't have to run after these crazy kids. That's right. That's true. He's not going to be too quick anyway. Uh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> later, in the, later in the week, we'll get a little bit more about him. With, with that, Mary turns to George and says, what do you wish, George? Which which is really interesting because, you know, we find out from her, you know, later on that it's it's bad luck to tell. <laughs> right. So, well, and he doesn't know. He doesn't well, care. Correct. But she would still think that, you know, if it's bad luck, <laughs> then maybe I shouldn't tell it. Maybe she shouldn't be asking. You know, she's she's in some way hoping wow. that maybe his his wish will be similar to hers. You know, we'll have of to wait and see. Course. We'll have to wait well, and see what hers is going to be. disappointed when he starts blathering. That's right. And then he goes, well, not just one wish, a whole hat full. Mary, I know what I'm going to do tomorrow and the next day and next year and the year after that. I'm shaking the dust off this crummy little town off my feet. And I'm going to see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum. Then I'm coming back here and go to college and see what they know. And then I'm going to build things. I'm going to build airfields. I'm going to build skyscrapers 100 stories high. I'm going to build bridges a mile long. He's and so greedy. That's right. Well, I don't know <laughs> if it's greedy, but but it's just unbelievable the, Ambition. the amount of dreams that, that this mm-hmm. one person has cooped up inside of him you know i mean we've Mm -hmm. seen him from when he was a little kid you know that he wants to be an explorer and he wants to have a harem even though based on how he's treating mary he has no idea what (laughs) one would do with a harem no clue what that is but that's a separate issue um you know he has all he he has all these concepts that he's read about that he wants to somehow you know enact through the course of his life but you know i don't know it's just very very strange the way that uh you know, the type of stuff that he's... Now, I mean, I, I didn't look this up, but do you think the same architect does, you know, builds skyscrapers and airfields and uh, bridges? Is it the same? Or is it that you, you would think that you'd have... Okay, this is, ar- this is an architect whose specialty is building bridges. And this is an architect whose specialty is building airfields. You know? So I think... I, I think they can do everything, but I do think there ends up being a specialization because you're going to show the work that you've done previously. And I think that, you know, as much as you get started, you're going to show an array of things. But I think you find your voice um, through a specialization. Right. I, I, well, I was thinking also maybe it's the idea that, that, that he was talking, you know, he's talked numerous times about uh, wanting to go to 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 far off places you know where there's less civilization you know again mm. this is you know this is what 30 something years before they even thought of the idea of the peace corps or anything like that but maybe it's the idea that, that he wants to go i don't know to south america and because they mm. don't have the engineers there he'll be able to build bridges and build airfields and build skyscrapers maybe maybe that's part yeah, it of, could be that too but he also his, wants to see the classic 
you know, he wants to see the classics of what he's been studying in these books for all these years. But that that's before he's going to build them. First, he wants to see them. That's true. You know, again, I've <laughs> I've read all about Greece and I've read all about Italy and I've read about the Parthenon and I've read about the Colosseum. But now I'm going to go there. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to see how they they built it and the architecture. And then and I love how he says that I'm going to come back here and go to college and find out what they know. Yes, I love <laughs> you know, that line. Like, I'm going to find and out what see they what know. They but know. I'm going to get out of there and because I'm not going to find out too much. And I that's think right. that's a wonderful line too. Right. Well, I, I I think that maybe in 1928, you know, people can get more out of college than they can necessarily in 2023. <laughs> maybe. Well, I mean, they're going to be more focused on the learning than the business of it. That's right. Exactly. Um, so who knows? Now, I mean, the, 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 there are two phrases that came to mind throughout this whole speech that George is giving. Okay. And, and they're, they're both pretty famous uh, uh, quotes or, or phrases, idioms, whatever you want to call them, which I'm assuming you've heard of and probably most people who are listening also have heard of them. Um, have you heard the phrase, uh, man plans, God laughs? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Do Do you know the background of that phrase? I do not. No. Um. I don't know where that came from. Okay. Well, first of all, before we even say about it, where it came from, have you heard it in other places also? Oh, for sure. Um. I mean, it's it's definitely this idea that, you know, people think that they're the ones in control of things, and you know, the idea that I am going to take destiny into my own hands, which is ironic in and of itself you know you you can't that's how not how destiny works um you know and if you believe in destiny you don't feel like you do have control over that so um you know it is this idea that whether you're religious whether you're spiritual that there's some kind of power in the world and there's a comfort in knowing that there's a guiding hand in that i think Mm -hmm. um you hope that there's a reason for it and things that happen positive or negative um, I think the idea that things are completely random can be very um, unmooring to people and can be very anxiety ridden. So um, but then you get these people who say, yeah, OK, the world was actually created through chaos. So there is no order to anything. And that's this context of, you know, man plans, God laughs. I think those are sciencey based people who say, yeah, all right, if there is a God, he. He is very entertained by the stupidity we emit every day. Oh, for sure. I, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's it's a uh, it's actually a phrase that comes from Yiddish. Oh, interesting. I was going to put it to Mark Twain, but that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> so the I mean the I I could try to pronounce the 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 Yiddish. Uh, word. I mean, Yiddish Do Yiddish it. is basically a for anyone who's not familiar, it's a uh, Jewish language. That is part German and part uh, Hebrew, and it was mm-hmm. it was a language that was spoken by uh, German Jews uh, who were living in in Europe in the 1800s and uh, and the early 1900s, you know, before before the the, the Holocaust and things like that. And it it, it was, was their yeah. own communal language, basically. I was going to say, was it colloquial? Was it a dialect? Yes. 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 So cool. again, it's it's based partially on German and partially on Hebrew. So the the original phrase is uh, "Man tracht Gott lucht." I like it. Okay. And you know there there are other like phrases that are similar to it. You have "Man proposes, God disposes," and the best laid plans. <laughs> it rhymes. That's right. The best the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. 
you know, that one same, I know. Right. It's the same type of idea. I mean, you, 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 you explained it really well. It's the idea that, that, uh, you know, people think that they, that whatever they're doing, whatever they want to do is going to happen, but fate isn't necessarily going to let them do it. And I mean, this phrase is classic, um, George Bailey. There's no question about it. He's got all these plans and throughout the entire movie, we see how one after the other, every one of his plans gets shot down. Yep. You know, but it partially gets shot down by him because of, of his good nature of, you know, wanting to be there to help. Other. Now I found this out and I didn't know this there. There's actually a, um, an album by public enemy called man plans. God laughs. I didn't know that. And it apparently is, they based it on, or they inspired it. It was inspired by, uh, by Julius Irving, you know, Dr. J the basketball yep. player who mentioned so, this proverb in a documentary that was, that, that, uh, that was made about him called the doctor. I like it. And the, the, the quote they have here is they say, when Dr. J said it, he was referring to all his plans for him and his brother. And then his brother passed away and that spoke yeah. volumes. The message that we got from this was stay humble, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, let I guess let things flow, let things go the way Absolutely. that they, that, and you know, you'll see how things uh, will eventually play out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, the second phrase that I thought of that really uh, fits this this scenario here is, uh, and I'm a, I'm I I'm I would be very surprised if you haven't heard this because it's it's quoted in a very famous uh, movie about a teacher. But uh, who knows? Maybe you haven't seen it, or maybe I don't watch. Know. Maybe I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> maybe um, it's and the the phrase. Is, well, the phrase comes from a song. It's life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Yes, I am familiar with that phrase. Okay, do you remember? I don't know what movie it's from. I'll give you a hint. Is it like Dead Poet Society no, or something? No, no, no. It also came out in it came out in 1995 with Richard Dreyfuss. Oh, Mr. Holland's Opus. Mr. Holland's Opus. Yes. Oh, I love that movie. Yes. I always don't think of that as a teacher movie, which is interesting. Seriously? That is a teacher movie. No, it's not that I don't think of it. It, So whatever reason, there's so much beauty and heart into that movie. And I love the music from it. Um, You say 95. I went to Dangerous Minds first. You know, like you think the tough teacher movie. Mm. Like That's always what I go to versus this kind of movie because – that movie is it while it is very much about the impact that he had he spent his whole life not seeing himself as a teacher you know like that was a movie about humility versus some of these other teacher movies where it's about you know standing on tables and expecting teachers to to worship you kind of thing right. you know like it's a different kind of context for what people go to with movies like my favorites are like lean on me and i do love uh, mr holland's opus you know like i kind of like the ones that are focused more on i'm i i do this for the passion rather than the attention kind of thing right exactly so no and and i mean i'm i'm a very big fan of mr holland's opus it's it's it's, uh it's high up there on one of my favorite movies was also a band kid so yeah i was not a band kid but but i still i just i that movie every time i watch it when the, the final scene always makes me tear up oh, because it's just I'm, so amazing. I'm getting there just thinking but about it's, it. But, but it, it reminds me of the idea here with George Bailey. It's, it's the, the whole idea that, that, you know, 
nobody realizes how many lives they touch. Absolutely. You know, and again, George Bailey is touching everyone's life in Bedford Falls, and Mr. Holland is touching everyone's life, you know, in in his, uh, you know, uh, that he has taught over the course of the years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he thing. sees is just a day job, something that's to right. pay the bills so he can be a brilliant musician. That's right. Yep. That's right. So yeah, we have, so we have the phrase from the uh, John Lennon song, uh, "Beautiful Boy." Ah, there it is. Okay. Which is with his, with his son. That's right. Yep. Which is the whole idea of life is what happens when you're busy making other plans, which fits again very beautifully with both Mr. Glenn Holland and yeah. uh, Mr. George Bailey. You know, the mm-hmm. idea is, is that they, they both have these grand, grandiose uh, plans of what they want to do in life, mm-hmm. and they 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 never realize that what they're already doing is is so much more important than what Absolutely. it is that they in their mind they want to do eventually. So then, the the biggest question that was asked was: Is where did John Lennon come up with the? I mean, did he copy the phrase from somewhere, or did he originate it? So what do you what do you think? I don't think it was his. I do not think it was his. I feel like that came from somewhere else. Did that come from him? Uh no, it did not. Okay. I didn't think so. I mean, he's a genius. He's he's forgive me. I don't think he's that good. <laughs> that that's a line that came from somewhere else. Right. So the the full phrase uh, in the song is before you cross the street, take my hand. Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans. Mm. All right, but uh, that that phrase has been used beforehand, um, and it was uh, it was it was actually used in a January 1957 issue of Reader's Digest. No kidding. Yes, I kind of like that. <laughs> like some random reader came up with it, not John Lennon. I love it. That's right. And apparently, another one who could use was, a little humility. It was written by a a, a journalist named uh, Saunders. Um, that's pretty cool i can't it doesn't say here what his first name is but uh yeah, it, i'm it losing keeps, listeners left and right for you by keep, trashing john lennon so. it just <laughs> keeps saying saunders in this whole article it doesn't say who saunders is yeah. maybe maybe that is someone famous that we should know who it is but i don't <laughs> the only one i'm coming up with is george saunders but i don't think he's that old so yeah i don't know George Saunders is a uh, an author, a short story writer. Tenth of December, Lincoln and the Bardo, those kinds of things. So it is it is possible that it is him. It could be, but I think I don't think he's that old. So I mean, he would have to be probably in his eighties by now if he was the one to have written that. Then I don't think it was him, but who knows? I could be right, right. without knowing it. So yeah, they they actually uh, you know they everyone knows that it didn't come from uh, from Lenin. So it probably based on, on I mean, this, everyone knows now everyone <laughs> I knows. wasn't sure now everyone who's listening <laughs> because knows because <laughs> Rob has revealed it now everyone that's knows. right because I looked it up <laughs> that's it and isn't that what we're supposed to be doing here we're supposed to be we're supposed to be yes. learning about new things learning things that we didn't Correct. know and that you know that's especially part of, now that we can that's right exactly and it's not just that we can we want to learn things you know right. we're not we're not at a point where we're being forced to learn things we want to learn them you know so we have story in my daily life <laughs> that's right so we have more knowledge about things that we do, generally don't need in life uh right <laughs> yes so again george has this whole diatribe about uh you know 
about this whole thing. And and while he's doing this, you see that Mary just gets a little bored and she leans down and picks up a rock and he goes, what are you going to throw a rock? And then mm-hmm. she throws it and hits, hits another window pane. We actually do not see the window pane getting hit here. Are you sure? Cause I think she hits something on the first floor. It's not, it's an already broken window pane. I think we see something on the first floor. She takes out a piece that's already there. It's first floor about, I've got it up here. I'm looking at it myself now. Yep, it is. So the first okay, window yes. just to the left of George's head. Yes, yes, yes. I see that. I see that. It's true. So there, there is a little bit of trivia about this on IMDb. Yep. That apparently since Donna Reed needed to throw the rock through the window. So uh, Capra hired a uh, marksman in order to shoot it out on cue. You know, Donna Reed threw it through the rock and was able to to, yep. to, to hit and break the, the window herself. And a, he didn't need it. That's right. And apparently <laughs> it's because she was a, uh, in, in high school, she played baseball and had a strong throwing yeah. arm and was able to take out the, uh, the, the, the window there. So yes, you're right. I love it's, it. Uh, you know, she takes away the, takes out that, that window right there. And we see that George is quite impressed by that. And he goes, Hey, that's pretty good. Yes, he is. <laughs> and then he looks at him and goes, what'd you, yep. what'd you wish Mary? She once again starts singing. She gives him that look. She looks at him. There's that great little look where she kind of gives him the side eye and then turns away. That's right. And then she continues singing Buffalo Gals. And, you know, she goes, Buffalo Buffalo Gals, can't you come out tonight? Can't you come out tonight? Can't you come out tonight? Buffalo Gals, can't you come out tonight? And then the two of them sing together quite off key, just like I did. Uh, (laughs) It's more fun that way. It's more endearing. Exactly. Um, we, we talked last week uh, about uh, Buffalo Girls and where it actually comes from. You know, that they, they had songs mm-hmm. that, that, you know, it was for every city. You know, you had Buffalo Girls right. and uh, I think Cleveland Girls and whatever it was. California Girls? Uh, that's the Beach Boys and it's a little differently. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that Mary, Perry. I don't think Mary and George were singing the uh, Beach Boys song. I don't think so either. Although Beach Boys over Katy Perry any day. Oh, for sure. The, the Beach Boys over many people, you know. True, that, uh, true. In, in my opinion, at least, you know. I was brought up on the Beach Boys, absolutely. Yes. And so so, so was I. It's something that I, I – I mean, I'm a big Billy Joel fan. Like, nothing – to me, oh, nothing me nothing beats Billy Joel. You know, there's – there's yes. even Elton John, as great as he is, and Brian Adams, and, you know, we can go through all, all of the, the musicians from the Billy. 80s and 90s and stuff like that. But to me, yep. Billy Joel, that's it. You know. Yep, I got um, you. I mean, I've I've been told he's he's not the the best person to work for, but he makes great music. So what can you do? Yeah. You got to differentiate between those things. Puts on a hell of a show too every time. That's right, that's right. But unfortunately, I heard that he stopped. He's stopping to do uh, Madison Square Garden every every month. So he's been coming to Fenway every year now. <laughs> it's like crazy. Could be. Yep, out in Boston. Yeah. And as they're about to, as they're singing, so we get another shot of the uh, neighbor looking at them uh, quizzically, trying to figure out what the hell's mm-hmm. going on. What are those crazy kids doing over there? That's right. We'll we'll get more from him. He knows tomorrow. he's getting. A, he knows he's get about to get a good show. Uh, apparently, <laughs> or at least he thinks he is. There you go. Yes. <laughs> and that's how this minute ends. Yes. So, did you have anything else you want to say about this minute? I think we covered it. All right. I think I said that yesterday. <laughs> hey, well, that was yesterday. You were talking about yesterday's minute. Today, you're talking about today's Correct. minute. I like being uh, predictable. There you go. At least in some sense. Okay. 
That's great. So every Tuesday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track uh, Uplifting Story Edition, where my guest will give mm-hmm. some sort of uh, story, anecdote, uh, adventure, misadventure, something that's happened in the course of their life that is somewhat uh, that that was uplifting for them or for someone around them or something like that. So you, mm-hmm. you have a story for us, Lisa? I do. So when I was uh, 19, 20, something like that, I was working at Blockbuster, rest its soul. And, um, you know, I often had to work, you know, a Saturday morning shift. So I'd be in my car, I'd be driving out to the next town to get to, to work. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm driving at like eight o'clock in the morning. And at the time that was disgustingly early. Now that I get up at five 15 every morning for work, I now know what disgustingly early actually is. <laughs> um, but you know, I was typically probably maybe a little bit hungover, even though I wasn't quite 21 yet. But either way, I would have been out the night before. And, you know, it's kind of what we did on the weekend when you're that age. And so I remember driving to work and I was on this kind of like secondary road. I'm sitting at a at a red light and um, I'm stuck at the light. And to my right is this pickup truck that's at the light and they are turning left. So they're going to cross in front of me and go past me. And just happened to look over and there were like three guys. They had to be in their 20s themselves. And they are hanging out of the window, waving at me like they're on candid camera. And it's like the most important thing in their lives. Um, And I still to this day remember that moment because it just brought me like a pure moment of joy. I forgot how miserable I was. I forgot how tired I was. I wasn't grumpy anymore. It was just this weird thing where these random guys just kind of waved at me. And it was just such a sweet little moment. And you look at things and stories and books and whatever. And, you know, they talk about like the five people you meet in heaven. And in that book, you have a lot of here's that small thing that you did. And here's how it changed somebody's life. And I always think of this moment because these random dudes, they were probably still drunk for all I know, for whatever it was they were doing the night before. But that one moment completely changed my mood. And it was just this cute little thing that I found so entertaining. And so it's like, you know, you walk down the street and you smile at somebody or you compliment their hair or whatever it is you do, you know, you don't know where that person is in that moment. And so it's a nice little bright spot that you get from strangers. Um, you know, I live in the Northeast and here in the U S and it's not, we're not known for our friendliness. <laughs> so it's kind of nice to kind of give somebody a bright spot in their day, I think. Oh, wow. Very cool. That is that's great. And it what's great is, is that, you know, this is a story that happened to you, you know, so many years ago and you still yeah. remember it. You know, I do, still remember do you it. use that every so often when you're when you're down and then you you, you remember that moment. In order no, to try to pick you no, up, no, it doesn't bit? come up then. Oh, okay. It doesn't come up then. It comes up when um, somebody else is having a bad moment and they're like, you know, or I talk to kids about how you can have that. Um, that small moment in somebody else's life that you don't realize the impact it has. That's when it comes up. It always comes up in that context. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. All right. Great. Thank you very much for sharing with us on that. Sure. So Lisa, you want to once again, tell people where they can find Lisa Leahy. Sure. Yeah, I get well, it right. You can find, <laughs> you did get it right. I am so proud. Uh, so you can find me on X, Twitterly Norn is, is, so formerly known as Twitter. I'm still going to call it Twitter. I don't care what you tell me. Um, I am at foolish minion 20, although I will say I'm not 
I mean, I haven't deleted my Twitters yet, but it's not the kind of thing I'm looking to give Elon Musk any money for. Um, but I am there and I occasionally share some ideas and I share some other people's thoughts about movies and whatever. So you can catch me there and you can also check out the Rabbit Hole Podcast Network at rabbitholepodcast.com. And we have quite the array of podcasts that you can listen to. Pretty much whatever it is you're into, there are at least two or three podcasts waiting there for you. So come check us out. All right. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Move Your Up Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can find me on my website, moveyourupminute.com. So until tomorrow, hot dog. Hot dog. I love you truly, truly did. Life with its sorrow. Life with its tears